Wake up for this one or what? Yeah, dude, it was so you're so weak right now. <laughs> What's <laughs> up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk podcast. This is your host, Josh Rinko. <laughs> He's in a slumber right now, dude. No, dude, I'm good. All right, this is Chris I'm just, Vaughn. I'm a little boozy. This is <laughs> this is Chris a Vaughn. Boozy. Um, I need you to take a bump. Take a take a bump of coke and the, yeah there you go all right now all right, the, the beast go. is is revived. <laughs> uh, so Have you ever thought about this? <laughs> second episode tonight. Um, we just recorded a pooper. Do, it was not great, yeah. <laughs> but doing uh, something I haven't done since my honeymoon. Going back to back. Yeah, back to back, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna. This is 101, dude. We're going to be... Okay, so this we've been talking about this for a while, but this is going to be the first installment... We're your teacher the, right now, dude. <laughs> small Mouth 101. We've got a bunch of little wet boys listening. Oh, my God. We're just, trying to give them, we're just trying to give them what they want. Hey, we're, we're in class. We need we need to talk about your grades. <laughs> stay we've after, all thought dude. about our teacher that stay, way. Stay after. I need to talk to you about your grades. <laughs> So the con seriously though, getting to this, these are going to be probably shorter episodes. I would say this one shouldn't be more than 30 minutes or so. As um, with most school boys, it's going to be, <laughs> we know you little <laughs> boys have a short attention span. So right. we got to just get, give, give it to you just a little bit at a time. That's right, dude. We don't want to OD you. <laughs> All right. So this is, uh, this first one is going to be about, uh, rods and reels. Yeah. So smallmouth one Oh one. So this is for beginners and also people who are wanting to go take their game to the next level. That's right, dude. Um, for all the aspiring, the people who want to be just like us. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> lot of people. Yeah, for all... There's like a dozen. <laughs> no, they're not even that. Uh, I mean, so, my son does. He wants to be just like me. Shut up, dude. <laughs> we got sponsors we're trying to get. That's right, man. Uh, so... What we're gonna do is we're gonna approach this a little bit. Um, you know, basically, we we get a lot of questions about the gear we use. Like, oh, you know, what what do you guys use? A lot of it's about boats, but you know, we get a lot of questions. I get actually get a lot about flukes. Right. <laughs> I get a ton about flukes, and then rods and reels for sure. Um, we're gonna split this up into conventional and fly fishing. So I'm gonna obviously take the conventional side. Chris is gonna take the fly fishing. So. First kind of scenario here. You're, you're a little, you're a little wet don't, boy. Don't do I knew you were gonna you're going to do that. You're just a little boy. No, don't at this do point, that. You're not wet yet. You're just a little boy. Don't do it. Walking the banks of the river, and right. you dream all day about catching smallmouth. Right. You see them, and you're like, ooh, there's a smallmouth. How can I catch it? Or you see somebody post a picture on Instagram and you're like, I'm you get a little bit wet. <laughs> Dude, you guys, can we please start this episode over? I can't do this. I, I'm, I quit. I just I quit. Uh, so, though, you know, if you're like, you know, kind of, let's say, let's say you you fish ponds occasionally. You probably, you, you've seen you've seen those 
Those boys on Instagram. I've <laughs> seen those boys on Instagram holding up those big bronze backs. You're like, hmm, now that looks like a fish. Right. And you want to get into it, but you don't really know how to start, so you take your pond gear out there and you quickly realize. I think probably the natural instinct is probably like, uh, I'm fishing in a river, so I need to fish with like a, a little Ultra tiny, <laughs> a little yeah. tiny inline spinner and a rebel crawdad, and like take my ultralight ugly stick out and and right. and see if I can catch you know some smallmouth. Wrong. So that's why we're we're making the episode because you know I think that that's probably happened. If you see a lot of guys out there, that's you know they obviously don't do it very often. That's what they kind of default to. But and and no fault of them. I mean that's that's you know that's just where you end up. Now, but don't steal my thunder in this conventional shit because I'm not going to talk. Well, if about you keep your... talking wet little boys, I'm not going to let you talk at all. <laughs> you just said it, wet little boys. <laughs> I, all right. If you're on a hot stretch and you see a wet little boy. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, you're getting into smallmouth fishing. You're not sure what direction to go. You want to go by one rod and reel so you can go fish the river. So, here's what I'm going to recommend. One, you can fish whatever type of reel you want, but I would recommend, if you're only going to have one, definitely you're going to go with open face. You're going to go with a spinning reel. Yep. Um Bait casters are great, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But if you're only going to have one, an open face is more versatile. Now, there might be a small crowd that argues with me about, you know, if you get some super high-end one, you can throw light lures. But 90% of bait casters, 95%, you can't effectively throw ultralight type stuff, and a spinning reel is going to enable you to throw a much lighter presentation. So I would go with the a spinning reel. Um, we'll get into some different kinds um, of reels and, and qualities of reels, but definitely go with that. My recommendation on the rod would oddly be, I w- you know, a lot of people are going to say a medium action. I'm actually going to go medium light, seven foot rod. Fast. Fast, yeah. So that is going to be a very so. And since it's a one hundred and one, I'll kind of break it down a little bit more. Yeah, fast implies like fast action, yeah. fast action is the amount of flex that the rod has has towards the end section of the rod. So, for for instance, an extra fast rod would bend like when you set the hook or when you're fighting a fish. Uh, or whatever, only the very tip section. So between like probably your, yeah, just the tip between your first and second eyelet would be where the rod really bends. Okay. Mm -hmm. A fast action rod would, the flex point of the rod would be closer towards the center, but still fourth, huh? Like the upper fourth. It'd be like the upper fourth of the rod. And then you get into like a medium rod, which is like probably about what, about, you know, the, the level that you would probably see where a, where a spinning rod would stop, but that, that's like a mid flex rod. So that's like right in the middle of the right in the middle of the blank, which is what we call the rod. Right in the middle of the blank is where you would see the bend whenever you set the hook or whenever you're fighting a fish. So fast action rods just give you the flexibility to sort of throw a, a broad array of presentations, and they also have enough of a spine in them so that you can really drive the hook into a fish's mouth. You can control the. They're just versatile. Yeah, you I mean, can control you can the throw. fish a little bit more. You can, you know, a, a fast action rod is is kind of the standard. 
Yeah, you know? so seven foot, medium, fast, or medium light, fast. That's what I'd recommend. Um, in with the open face, real now, r- like quality wise, I'll say this: open faces vary wildly in quality from a like out of the package. If you just take one out and 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 use it, they're all going to work very similar. Well, let's let's do it this way. How about a budget guy? The guy that. You know, he doesn't have a lot of money. You know, he, he's dipping his toes into it. Mm-hmm. He wants to spend, like, you know, no more than $100 on a rod reel combo. What are you going for? So, oh, 100 bucks on the total thing? Yeah. That's tough. Here's my recommendation. I, I, I would go with a Berkeley lightning rod. Oh, man, you're killing me, dude. Don't what would be, you go with? Don't I mean, be, don't, <laughs> what, with what would budget. you do for $100, like, Fly that doesn't exist. Well, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna recommend. I'm gonna recommend you spend more money than that. Um, right. I hundred mean, bucks is. But hundred bucks is a little little. I would say you really need to be at like the two hundred dollar range um, total for the rod and reel. And I'm trying to think of the the reel that I'm recommend. I should have done some research here before this. So. One, I'm a big Shimano guy. Um, I I don't think you can go wrong with Shimano. That's pretty much all I have. Um, hang on here. I'm trying to think what the <clears throat> what's the rod that you would recommend if you. So if I'm gonna go around the hundred dollar range, I'd probably go with like a um, uh, Saint Saint Croix Premier. That's yeah. probably what I'd go with. Um, so seven foot medium light. St. Croix, um, Premier, and then real-wise, you're going to be in the $100 range. You're going to Shimano Nasi, so it's N-A-S-C-I. So you're going to be a $100 rod, $100 reel. And here's why I say this. Like, it's not because I'm some snob, because, you know, I've had the Berkeley Lightning Rods. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, you can, catch, you can catch fish on them. You can, sure. you can catch fish on anything. You can catch fish on Zenco. I know, but it's it's a decent quality rod, and it's pretty cheap. Yeah. The reason I say spend a little bit more is because if you're on a river specifically, um, you're going to be kind of hard on your stuff. You know, if you're wading or if you're in a kayak or a drift boat or whatever, we all know we've heard stories of both of us you're way harder on your gear in a river than you are fishing lakes or ponds or whatever yeah so there's it's just something about it two things so from a rod standpoint one you're going to get a nicer rod so that's it's more sensitive but big thing about st croix they have great warranties if they break you send them in they give you a new rod done deal so that's from a rod standpoint that's what i'm going to touch on on the budget the real is really where i think your money's well spent is because a, a Shimano Nasi is actually rated for salt water. So in a river, it's almost impossible to not dunk your reel. Like if you're on a bass boat and you're fishing, like your stuff's probably going to get wet unless it rains. But like when you're when you're in a in the river and you're wading or you're in a kayak, dude, your stuff is your shit's going to get wet. You're going to trip, you're going to fall, you're going to put it in sand. Yeah. You're going to And if you get a if you get you're going to get a fish, you're going to lay your rod and reel down yep. and it's going to you know, whatever. He, he, the first time you lay a shitty reel down in the sand, you're going to pick it up, and about 10 minutes later, you're going to be like, shit, you're gonna I can't be dunking use it. it. You're going to be dunking it in water yeah, to, get the, it, to it, get the sand out of it. Yeah, you'll be done fishing, basically. I mean, you, you're going to have to walk back to the truck. I mean, essentially. 
and you're going to have to buy a new reel. Whereas if you get one that's sealed, um, it's rated for salt water, you get sand in it, whatever, like it's not going to affect the reel or it's going to take a lot to affect it. Um, I mean, I've now I do clean my reels every winter, but I have Stratics and uh, they're the same, same from a sealed standpoint, they're just the same as uh, the, the Nazis, but they, they just don't get sand in them. Like you, you use them all season, you pull them apart in the season, they look good. So that would be my recommendation on a budget. From like a mid-level standpoint, I would probably go with like an Avid, Avid X, um, St. Croix, and probably a Stratic. And you're, you're getting into a little bit, and that's really what I use. I use mid-level stuff. Like I'm not using the nicest of the nice. Like you can, you can go as crazy as you want on equipment. And for me, I think that's about as nice as I want to go without. That's like, like a $400 setup, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, I mean, Between there's the Stratic reel and the, and it's like a $170 rod. They're 200 now. Yeah. The, but yeah, I mean, it's $400 setup, but I think for me, that's kind of what I've settled on is like, Hey, that's, that's where I like, it's not, it's, it's nice enough to where I know I'm I'm using really quality stuff, but it's also not so nice that like, I don't want to use it. I've lost a couple of those. <laughs> I mean, it hurts. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> it hurts. And but... you lost one of our walkie talkies. Yeah. The same so, time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Derek so, I mean, lost it, one. <laughs> it hurts, but, uh. You know, it's not it's not losing a seven eight hundred dollar setup or something like that. So. Yeah. So to recap, if you're beginner, seven foot, medium light X or fast with a spinning reel, you know, is where I would start. Now, let's switch over to the fly gear, Chris. If you're a fly guy, right? You're or a little fly boy. Probably more likely, you're a conventional guy that wants to no longer oh be God. a redneck piece of shit. <laughs> That's probably you're probably like, man, I you know this is so easy. So now I'm gonna try and challenge myself. You guys crack me up when they say that. I'm like, yeah, dude, I just throw a net every day. I catch them all day. Yeah, dude. I'm like, okay. Uh, you're probably like, I'm ready to be better. So yeah. now I'm gonna try fly fishing. Ready and, to be and, a big old snob. I'm, I'm talking an to elitist. you. I'm talking to you. Like, oh no, I actually I have a degree now. So now I now I <laughs> exactly. <don't, laughs> I'm just yeah. Kidding. They're they're I'm they, playing. They've arrived <laughs> and they no longer play with childish things. That's right, dude. I'm I'm an adult man. So now it's time for me to fly fish. So so I anyways, watched the river runs through it, and I'm I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought <laughs> so, that was hilarious when you and Max were going back and forth. Dude, on that, that. <laughs> he was he was trashing. The oh, river he trashed runs me. Through, he trashed dude. my river runs through it, dude. Did he, but, does he even realize that we have a clip on that at the beginning of our podcast? He probably does. He, he, he probably didn't even listen. <laughs> he probably does it. <laughs> but uh, uh, but anyway, so for fly guys, uh, for an entry one hundred and one guy. Uh, I, I all right, kinda, Chris, two hundred dollar or hundred dollar budget, dude. Let's uh, see what you come up. I can with. get you in into a, an entry level, a good fly rod uh, that you will still use. Like even now, if I had this set up now, I would still use it. Um, I would buy an Echo Base fly rod, which you can get into for a hundred dollars. It's a fast action rod, so we already kind of discussed it's a, the fast action with a fly rod is the same thing as fast action with conventional gear. Uh, I would probably buy either a six weight or a seven weight, depending on what you what other species you fish for. So, like if you on occasion would like to fish for trout, 
I would probably buy a six weight. If on occasion you would like to fish for carp, I would probably buy a seven weight. Um, depending on what your kind of other species thing is, or if you, you know, I want to target bluegill occasionally, go with the six weight. Uh, so an echo base, um, and they do have a warranty, you know, it's a pretty decent warranty on them, but it's, it's a hundred dollar rod. And then I would probably go and I would buy, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of line you buy or what kind of reel you buy. It doesn't matter. You can go buy, as long as it's got a sealed drag on it, you can buy like a, you know, a Reddington, you know, reel, or you can buy like a, a cheeky reel off of Amazon or whatever. As long as it's got a drag on it, you'll be fine. Um, you know, buy I one mean, of how those. How often do you put fish on the reel? Yeah, I mean, one in every like never. Uh, one in every <laughs> fifty fish I put on the reel. One in every not even that many. Probably one every hundred fish. You know, I put on the reel, and and even that is, you know, I I bring almost all my fish in just online, so. So the reel is by far the least important thing that you'll buy. So Echo Base, a $30, $40 fly reel that's got a good drag on it. You'll be fine. And then where you really want to spend the money is, and this is going to sound really weird for the conventional guys, but you want to spend some money on your fly line. So, you We're know, not buy, talking line yet, but huh? Well, no, fly yet. line is part of the, you can't have a fly rod without fly line. So for, yeah, for okay. the fly line, it, you know, you want to go with like, uh, something with a big shooting head. So something like, uh, like Cortland big fly or a, um, a scientific angler Titan long or a Rio smallmouth is a great line. So I'm, I'm supposed to say Cortland, but if you want to buy, <laughs> if you want to get a Rio, a Rio smallmouth line, you can buy that on Amazon for 60 bucks. So you would be looking at a total, set up for smallmouth to get on to about get in there bucks. and fly fish for about 200 bucks and then you know of course you're gonna have to buy flies and all that kind of stuff pieces but. of shit can't afford 200 bucks <laughs> turn off the podcast but, but if you buy it from a local shop like go to moving water outfitters they sell echo stuff there uh they'll give you backing and they'll they'll rig up your they'll put your fly line on it's easy i mean you can look at you can look at how to do that i mean you you want to put on some backing and backing is like eight bucks so 20 pound backing you know uh your fly line your fly reel and your fly rod will all be about 200 bucks so Hmm. yeah and that's a great setup and like i said and and i mean i have you know g Loomis. i mean i have like mid-level stuff like josh because you know the river game is you're really hard on your gear so i don't you know i'm not i don't have like to a, fall out of the raft <laughs> cracker yeah dude, i mean i don't i don't have a scott you know 800 dollar rod or a you know or an nrx or whatever i mean i have i have mid-level stuff i have you know 400 dollar rods and um you know and under so you know for me if i had that echo base set up i would still use it i mean it's a great rod i've had them before i had a five weight before that my it's brother no broke. berkeley lightning rod no it's a good rod it's good setup and you know that's that's where i'd recommend you go if you're looking at getting into this so all right so six weight seven weight echo base you know 30 40 dollar fly reel on amazon that's got a that's got a good uh you know drag on it you know, and then you're backing in a good fly line, probably a Rio smallmouth, Cortland big fly, or Titan long from Scientific Anglers. So what I'm catching <clears throat> is the the fly reel is very non-important. The fly reel is essentially a line holder for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just weird that people spend like tons of money on. 
I mean, it's just like anything else. I mean, it, you know, it's not though. It's yeah, not like I mean, if else. you get if in, unless you're fishing for a type of fish where you're putting on the exactly. reel a lot. I mean, that's what those things are designed for, like like tarpon or something. Yeah, you know, red I mean, even like the guys that you know do a lot of like carp fishing. You know, yeah. having a good reel is important, or you know, even that those reels are so simple. They're very simple. Yeah, and there's no like, as long as it's got a sealed drag, you're pretty much good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, obviously, the higher quality ones make a difference. They're lighter, I'm sure, and, you know, made out they look of cool. superior materials. I think that's probably the majority of it. People, yeah. like, I, want it to look cool. And also, if you've got, like, a hatch reel, like a $500 reel like on your fly man. rod, I mean, you've you're probably got an $800 rod, and you're probably yeah. like, well, whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's like buying Nike shoes or something, you know. So. Yeah, remind me, I got some shoes for you. <laughs> oh, nice. Nikes. Nice, uh, dude. So, all right, next scenario. You're you're already you're a you're a medium sized wet boy. <laughs> <laughs> You've wet your whistle a little bit with your you know you 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 listen to Smalley Talk podcast. You're like, all right, I'm gonna run out. You order a Saint Croix seven foot medium light premiere. You order. A Shimano Nasi, and then you start using like, man, it'd be really nice to have a couple more rods because I'm always retying my shit. Right. What would be the next level? So, this is what I would call level two. Um, level two for me, I would I would keep the rod and reel I have um, because you're gonna get a lot of use out of that, and you probably. Honestly, I'd keep that rod and reel until you like break it. And then St. Croix has a really cool program where you can upgrade. You can pay the difference and get nicer stuff. I would use it until something like that happens because you'll get used to that setup. I used the Premier setup for like, I don't know, six years. Yeah. I mean, you I can mean, use I had it. For a, I had a six foot six medium fast. There's Saint honestly Croix some of those. Like, I used it for years. There's honestly some of those I've used. I'm like, man, I wish I'd just break this rod so I can get a nicer one. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, so the next level, I would go with a three reel rod and reel approach. Okay. We'll get three, three setups. So I'd invest in two more setups. Beg your wife. Go grovel at her feet in bed and say, wife, I need to buy two more rods and reels. Okay. I need more rod in my life. Yeah. Your wife always appreciates more (laughs) rod. So um, you say, I don't have enough rod. I need more rod. Um, So you're going to get two more setups. You already have a seven foot medium light, um, fast spinning setup. The next thing you're going to get is a bait casting setup. Okay. Because you can... In a world where you have multiple setups, a baitcaster has a lot of advantages, especially with certain presentations. So you're going to get a, we're going to go this one, and this is my, this this could this could go one way or the other, but I'm just going to um, give this, this specific setup to you. A six foot, nine inch St. Croix Avidex medium fast. Um, so we're gonna go casting setup, bait casting setup with a an Avidex seven or six foot nine medium fast, um, and actually I think mine's extra fast. And then we're gonna pair it with a Corrado K two hundred. Um, now 
This setup is also another very, very versatile setup. So I would recommend um, getting that as your bait casting setup. And if with those two rods, you're going to be able to do a lot of stuff. You can fish on bottom. You can fish. How much is that setup? Just ballpark. It's about 400 bucks, give or take. So you're about 200 the reels 200 and and honestly bait casters do matter like you get a shitty bait caster regardless of even if you use it in a river or not you're gonna tell a big difference um the components you're you're doing you're putting a lot more pressure on that reel when you engage and disengage it because it's like a direct drive so things tend to break more often and also the the spool is directly attached to bearings and if you have low quality components those are going to wear out fast your gearing all that stuff so spend the money get the shimano corrado i don't even think you should ever get anything nicer than that personally i've been super pleased with mine and i've had multiple iterations of the corrado throughout the years so that's going to be a really really so you have those two steps you have a seven foot medium light a six nine medium fast your bait caster you're going to be able to throw all your fast moving stuff your spinner baits your buzz baits your uh uh, crankbaits really all that stuff and then your spinning reel is going to be more reserved for lighter stuff so like a fluke or a ned rig or that sort of thing so you have two really really multi-purpose rods and reels and honestly you could stop there and be like fine for a long time but i mean what? there are guys that fish with just that i mean there are guys that just Old go pickering, out pickering just he has one setup he's like it's like a 900 hundred dollar setup but he has one set up i mean you could you could literally fish the rest of your life with just those two rods and you'd be fine yeah now the only reason i say to get a third one is because two rods and reels a lot of times you'll still end up find yourself retying bottom middle top yeah so your third your third rod and reel what i would do is i would find out what you fish the most what you're really 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 good at or what you enjoy fishing the most let's say it's top water, okay? Let's say it's like a walk the dog bait. Like you, that's just what you love. That's what you find yourself throwing like, you know, eight days out of ten. Then I would get a setup specifically for that technique. Now that's going to differ depending on what your technique you're buying. Up or like for. if you're a crankbait guy, for instance, you would buy probably something with like a medium action. Yeah, medium moderate. Yeah, so yeah. you get a medium moderate uh, bait caster setup. If you're a flute guy, honestly, I might even get another seven-foot medium foot, light. Right. Yeah, and two of those are going to be really useful, actually. Um, if a Ned Rig guy, I would go with a extra fast seven-foot or six-nine six, um, uh, Saint Croix. That's and I would go with the spinning setup. There, anything on bottom, I I typically use. A I mean, there are guys setup. out there that do that. I mean, the finesse guys. Like, okay, I just enjoy finesse. I get more fish that way. I like that. Right. So buy, you know, instead of buying yourself another bait caster or whatever, yeah, go, you know, go with something like that. Yeah, and then what I would do from there is, like I said, uh, so you have your three setups. That'll be that'll get you by like ninety percent of the time. And we'll go over to level three. I'll talk a little bit about that. But that would be my thing. That three setups is a good amount. You can have three different things tied on at one time. You're still gonna retie at times because you generally are gonna use more than three things in a, a trip, but it's gonna be less frequent. You can tournament fish like that. You know, it, three setups is a pretty good number, and honestly, you could stop there and be perfectly fine. So 
that's my recommendation. So you have a seven foot medium light um, spinning setup. You have a, a six nine. I'm saying six nine, six nine to seven foot medium casting setup, and then one specialty setup. So that's my next level, Chris. What's next level for fly fishermen? So level two and level three, kind of, I would say, uh, just from a utilitarian perspective, there's not going to be any difference between level two and level three. Level three is just like, I I want to look cool, so I'm just going to buy <laughs> yeah. like an eight hundred dollar rod and a five. You want to look cool? Buy like a thirteen hundred dollar setup, but um, I would say from if you're not just entry level, like if you're really interested in getting better at fly fishing and buying the right gear and like pursuing fly fishing as kind of a primary or at least, you know, something that you spend a lot of time doing. What I would do is, is not any one particular rod or whatever. I would go to your fly shop, have a budget in mind, tell the people at the fly shop, like, look, I want to spend, uh, you know, $500 at the most on a rod and line, and then I'll buy a $30 reel or whatever. Cause the reel really doesn't matter. I mean, you can, unless you're fishing in salt, you know, the reel doesn't matter. So I would go to the fly shop, tell them what you want to spend and let them give you every fly rod that is in seven weight that meets your budget and let you cast whatever you want. Because you, everybody has a different casting Try before style. you buy try before you buy and they'll all do it and if your fly shop doesn't do it then you need to go to a different fly shop because that one sucks um, <laughs> but you know they'll let you test cast it out in the parking lot or whatever because everybody has a different style like for me I, I last year or maybe it was two years I was about to go buy a Scott Radian fly rod okay uh, and I wanted a I wanted a six weight so I go to the I go to the fly shop I'm like, hey, I really am interested in a six weight. You know, I I, want to buy, you know, rod. Do you mind if I cast everything you've got in six weight up to, you know, $800? Okay. So they let me cast every single six weight that they had in the shop. And the rod that I ended up buying was $380. I was going to spend $800 on a fly rod that day. But, uh, you know, the rod that fit with my casting style was not $800. It was just because I have a little bit different of a cast. It's probably not great, but I have a little bit more of a power cast, I guess. You know, I use, I engage more of my arm and my shoulder than probably I should. But as a result, the Scott Radian just didn't have the type of action that is suited to my casting style. So level two and level three are going to be that way for, for fly fishermen. Go to the fly shop. You know, let them, you know, cast, you know, ask them to cast whatever fly rods they've got in the weight that you desire. Probably if you're a smallmouth guy, six, seven weight and just see what they've got for you. And then, and then probably level two for me, uh, and level three for me would be upgrading your line. So buying like that amplitude line that, uh, probably still an SA Titan long would be still good. Um, you know, real smallmouth is still a great line, but, you know, you can, you can look at upgrading your line a little bit, you know, and maybe, and maybe going to, uh, you know, as, as like maybe a, a level two plus going to like an intermediate line. So like buying another spool for, a, for, um, you know, your reel and getting an intermediate line. Cause that, you know, your intermediate line will be really 
you know, will really fit well with like suspending flies and. Well, can you talk about knees. how your, how, what benefits of having that entry level setup plus another one? Because I mean, I see you really utilize three rods. I do utilize three rods, and and I think it's kind of the same reasons that the same reasons that you are benefited by having three conventional rods. It's bottom, middle, top. You know, I have a rod that I use for top water in the boat at all times. I have a rod that I use for the middle of the water column, and then I have one that I use for the bottom. They could all three be the same exact rod for the most part. I mean, do you, you have know, different lines on them though? Yeah, like. Uh, I like running an intermediate line. I especially this year I went went back to that. I like using like a clear intermediate line, you know, like a um you know, there's the sonar line from Scientific Angler is really good. Um I have a couple of the the clear lines from from Cortland that I like a lot too. But yeah, I mean that's that's probably level 2 though. Go to your fly shop, tell them what your budget is, cast those rods. Uh, and then maybe look at adding a spool, you know, with an intermediate line, you know, in addition to the floating line. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a firm believer, at least, you know, after my experiences, I've had a couple of experiences like this where I was like, man, I really like this rod. I like the looks of it. Everybody says it's awesome. You know, I read the the five weight or seven weight shootout from Yellowstone anglers. And I'm like, man, this has got to be the one. And then I, I, two different times this has happened. I've went and casted it and I'm like, I actually like this cheaper rod. Like I, you know, I like the G Loomis IMX pro a lot. It fits perfectly with my casting style. Or I like the, the uh, TFO axiom two X a lot. I would, if I had those two rods, it's, you know, I wouldn't need anything more expensive. So, you know, go, go to your local shop, test it out. Tell them what you're interested in doing and, you know, stick to whatever feels best for you and whatever you can get the best loops on and whatever you can get the best distance on. So that's good stuff. Um, all right. So last thing, we'll keep this real quick because I'm not going to have super um, uh, specific stuff on this, but level three. So level three would be you got your three setups and you're like, all right, where do I go from here? And for me, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to add, strategically add, very specialty setups as I want to throw certain things. One thing that I always th- have with me is a, a heavier setup. So I have a 7-foot medium heavy uh, casting setup, and I throw spinnerbaits a lot, for those who know me. Big, big black spinnerbaits, BBS. I'm a big, big, big advocate of those. Uh, and I remember specifically, I before I had that setup, I went to the Susquehanna, and uh, they were hit hard on spinnerbaits, and it was kind of muddy water. And I remember like getting a couple of those fish on them, like I do not have enough rod to get this. It's it's a typical problem for me, <laughs> not enough rod. But I went and literally got home and ordered a a seven foot heavy or uh, medium heavy, sorry. Um, set up catfish pole. Uh, but if, yeah. And, and if you throw something like really specific that you're like, Oh, you know, I, a big swim bait. That's a good yeah, example. Swim if baits, you know, big swim bait fanatic. Yeah. You, know. you have, you know, you buy a specific swim bait rod. Um, or if you're, if you like musk, if you want to try for musky, 
<laughs> that's getting a little bit out of our lane. But no, no, but like I mean, if you you could use that rod for musky. Yeah, true. I mean, but I I would add strategically as there would be no urgency. I would just kind of add stuff like hey, every Christmas maybe buy you know one you know added setup, and eventually you'll probably cap out around seven to ten rods, and that'll be kind of like your you're obviously going to take all those out all the time. But like sometimes I'll take two or three, sometimes I'll take five or six. If I'm in Chris's drift boat, I take all of them just to piss him off <laughs> <laughs> he literally does load it up like six rods <laughs> the last time chris is like hey could you only bring like three rods <laughs> it's a mess dude <laughs> uh but uh yeah I, i'll add on and i'll probably continue add on i'll probably have a you know and you know you get too many or one that sets for too long and then you'll sell that one and get something else you like or whatever it might be but um so disclaimer for with all this i've used st croix and Shimano is an example. I'm sure there's plenty this of other... This podcast is brought to you by St. Croix, dude. Yeah, that would be nice. I would do it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, that's what I use. And, you know, we were talking earlier about kind of what we recommend, you know, and it, it's it's because we use it hard um, and we are tough on our gear and we settled on a, a price level or a quality level or a brand that we're like... Hey, this works for me. I've used it for years, and it's it's treated me well. And we wouldn't recommend anything like that if we weren't 100% confident in it. Um, but like I said, there's you know if you're like a Daiwa guy, more power to you. I think Daiwa sucks personally. I've had some turd Daiwa reels. Um, I've had some turd other no name. I'm not gonna say the name brand of rods that have not you know done well for me. But, you know, guys may have better experience or they might buy a different line and that, you know, or they uh, might do, not do exactly what we do either. Yeah. That's the other thing, you know, for us, you know, I'm all, I think when you talk about river fishing, durability is a very, very big quality. Durability and, war- and warranty and warranty because accidents definitely happen. That's what, I, okay. I, and maybe I should upgrade or update my, my, uh, my guidance with regard to the fly rods that you should select at level two and level three. I have had good experiences with the G Loomis and the TFO warranty. TFO rods are, in my opinion of, of a little bit lower of a caliber of, you know, a little bit lower of a quality, um, but their warranty is great. So, you know, you take it with, with the good and the bad. I mean, I've got, I've got a man, a TFO mangrove rod, Right now, that's the last the last one standing from last season. So, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, they've got great warranties. You know, that's uh, that's a huge deal, and the, and the Echo does too. But it's also a hundred dollar rod, so it's you know, it costs thirty five dollars to send your rod back, you know, and and to get a replacement, and then it, it costs another twenty dollars for sh- so you're saving yourself fifty dollars by not just buying a new one. So. You know, but the warranty for the TFO, the warranty for the G Loomis is great. So, you know, if if those if a rod from that brand fits your casting style and feels almost as good as like a, um, you know, another another rod brand, which I won't name, like a like a uh, R.L. Winston or something like that, then buy the one with a good warranty. Yeah, warranties mean a lot. I mean, you're just gonna break stuff. You know, it's the nature of what what you do. You're Unless constantly you're, in motion. Yeah, sure. Just a little dainty. 
Boy, I don't know anybody. Uh, I mean, I don't know anybody. You'll lose rods. You'll break rods. And if you're Derek, you lose <laughs> one about every time you go out. <laughs> no, I mean, it, you do. I mean, you just lose them. You break them. So a good warranty is worth its weight in gold. So Yeah, for sure. But like I said, we're not like, you know, we're not sponsored by anybody. <clears throat> St. <Saint> Roy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, even if we were, we would, you know, we wouldn't like only seeing the praises of one brand. This is legit what we use. Um, so, yeah, I think that about covers it. Yeah, Rods 101, dude. Rods and Reels. Yeah, yeah Rods and Reels 101. Yeah, so uh, what do you want to do next? I think maybe next we should do... Uh, beginner's Tackle Box. Tackle Box, yeah, that sounds, that's a good idea. Yeah, Beginner's Tackle Box. So we'll do that next, and we'll... Give you boys a little something to wet your whistle. <laughs> so anyways, that's uh, all we everybody. got. Until next time, free the fighter. Thanks for listening.